truth, I had a near-death experience at age 11. Truth, I was supposed to go to New York when I was a sophomore in high school for a modeling gig that my parents paid a lot of money for and I never went because I was scared to go. Hi, my name is Nicole, your host of The Lady in Pink. Hello everybody and welcome back. Happy Tuesday. Happy Valentine's Day. It's a day to not only celebrate love with people who are in relationships, but celebrate the love of your friends and your family. It's love for all, so happy Valentine's Day. And a very big happy birthday to my dad. Today is his 60th birthday. So if you know my dad, Mr. Jimbo, give him a giant happy birthday, the big 6 I love you. Happy birthday. <laughs> I'm going to quickly explain my truth so that I can get into today's topic, which is about how to get uncomfortable by taking care of ourselves first. And so my two truths, the first one is just my near-death experience because it's just another example of how life is short and we spend so much time consuming ourselves with unnecessary stress and anxieties and holding ourselves back. And life is too precious to be doing that. And so I kind of think about it often, my near-death experience, because it's like I was given a second chance and so I don't want to waste it. And even though it was, when, it was when I was 11, it's a good reflection for me to be like, damn, Nicole, let's get it together. So when I was 11, I had a horrible, horrible stomach ache. Something was, this was not the flu. This was something that my parents were like, what is happening? I couldn't eat anything. I couldn't drink anything. My mom was like, you were puking nonstop um, for about a day. And the next day, my mom was like, I have to take you to the doctors. This is this is just so bad. And so we went to my primary care doctor, and he did not know what was wrong. He couldn't. No one could touch me. He would put. He would try to feel my abdomen, and I was screaming bloody murder. It was just excruciating pain where I was just sweating. I couldn't. It was like I was in a phase. It was, it was just horrible. And so I was rushed by an ambulance to Children's Hospital, into a room full of 15 doctors because it's a teaching hospital so it's students and fellows and residents you name it they were in the room i became the mystery case they did x-rays on me they they literally couldn't find my organs they couldn't see anything on the x-ray they put an ng tube in me for those of you who don't know what that is that is a tube that goes in your nose down your throat into your stomach to pump the puke out so they did that while I was awake, uh, as if I wasn't already suffering. Tell me why I pulled that shit out. Oh, you best believe I pulled it out. I was in the x-ray room, and I grabbed it from the back of my throat, you guys, and I pulled it out. And the tech was like, what are you doing? And I was like, I'm choking. This has to come out. And she was just, like, stunned. And then... um which wasn't good because obviously I was still puking. So puke bucket, a puke bucket was glued to my hip. And 
they told my parents that I need emergency surgery. There's no time to explain. I just, I have to go to surgery now. And so my scar is um, vertical down my stomach. And I have three, it has like three different textures per se, because they had to cut me open three different times. So it's like not one design per se. Um, because they cut me open, they couldn't see, they cut me open, they couldn't see, and then they cut me open, and then they were able to see the bigger picture. My large intestine had wrapped around all of my organs because my appendix burst and was killing me. The acid inside my appendix was shutting my organs down. And the human body is an amazing thing. My large intestine went into fight mode and protected my organs from the acid in my appendix. And so... They told my parents after surgery, within 24 hours, I would have gone into organ failure and I would have died. So that was a little scary for my parents. I was in the hospital for 11 days with that nasty NG tube. I was not allowed food or water. I only got ice chips. It was um, awful, absolutely awful. I had to share a room with someone and she got food delivered every day and I would like scream because I did not want... That's horrible, like... She gets food and I don't get any food and then my ice chips would get taken away if I melted them down to water. And the problem was is that for 11 days, you guys, that NG tube was never clear. I was still puking from the acid from my appendix. Um, but the cute thing is, is I'm a dumbass and I woke up and the doctor was like, do you know what happened to you? And I said, you took my independence. <laughs> and my mom looks at me and goes, I sure hope they didn't. And so I got, like, stuffed animals and named the dog. I still have him today. At my, he's at my parents' house because now my little cousins play with him. But his name is Independence. Um, but, yeah, I went into the hospital 78 pounds, and I left 63 pounds. I was skin and bones by the time I left the hospital. But, yeah, that's my near-death experience. Very scary, very scary for my parents. I can't imagine having to have a sick child and have to go through that. Any hoodlin, I'm here today. I'm talking, seizing the day, thankfully. And then two, I was supposed to go to New York. So I did a modeling class in high school and I went to this, what, I don't even know what it's called. It was in Chicago. It was like a ghost. It wasn't a ghost. It was, it was something, but they were looking for models and um, I got picked, and there was this program that I was going to be doing in New York for the summer. It was a summer program. And then, uh, yeah, I had a panic attack because I was so scared. I was not prepared. I just, oh, my gosh, I was an anxious Annie. I couldn't go. And so, unfortunately, my parents lost out on some money. I apologize. I will pay you back someday because I would have murdered me because I was, like, all for it. And then I was like, no, I'm not going. And so that's kind of like what I want to talk about today is how to run after fear and take on those opportunities by starting with taking care of ourselves. Because I think a lot of us have these big goals and things that we want to go after, whether it's dating, finding a new job, moving out of state, we have to take care of ourselves first. We can't expect us to be successful by stepping outside of our comfort zone without making sure that we're 100%. I realized to even get to where I am right now talking to you guys 
it's taken me a lot to a lot of things to do for myself. And I want to share that so that I can hopefully give you guys some tips and tricks on what I do to make sure that I'm taking care of myself so that I can continue to put myself out there and be confident and give my all and not fear rejection or fear fear and and truly chase after it and know that it might not always go as planned, but the more I do it, the easier it will get. And so the first step in my eyes is health. It is health, health, health. What am I doing to contribute to my health? Because with confidence comes health. And it doesn't matter necessarily necessarily your size. It's what are you doing to fuel your body? What are you doing to fuel your mind? So for me, that is routine. I wake up every morning at 5 a.m. to go to a workout class or to the gym. I need my routine. I need my morning workouts to get my day started so that I have a clear head. And I'm not going to lie. Yesterday, I had a lot of anxiety and it's because I did not work out. And I realized working out takes away a lot of my unnecessary anxiety, my stressors. And so whether it's the gym, whether it's eating healthy, going to yoga, taking walks, walking is the best form of exercise. You don't even have to join a gym. You don't have to do all the heavy weight lifting. All you have to do is walk three miles a day and you are healthy and that is fueling your body. And so that would be my first step is how do I contribute to my health? Because without your health, how can, you, how can you feel good about doing anything when your body doesn't feel good? And I, and I had to realize that because when I was 25, 24, when I was going through that weight, that my down in the dumps, I wasn't working out, gained some weight, I realized that I wasn't happy in other areas of my life because my health wasn't in good shape. And it really came down to figuring out what I can do that makes me excited to do it and feel good. Because contributing to your health shouldn't be a drag. It shouldn't be a chore. A lot of people hate the gym or are intimidated by the gym. And that's okay. First of all, don't let the gym intimidate you. Go in there and fucking kill it. Anybody who's in there that makes you feel any less than, they have bigger issues, not you. But find other ways to feel healthy. Yoga is seriously one of the best ones too. I love yoga. But I have to like go to hot yoga because I'm not, I, I just, I like the heat of the yoga versus regular room temperature yoga. But that's just me. Um, another thing is asking yourself, how do you recharge? I think a lot of people me included, neglect to recharge ourselves. And for me, I'm not kidding, to recharge is to sit and watch a movie by myself. If I want to have a good recharge moment, I need a movie because I know that it's going to be a beginning and there's going to be an end versus like a series of a TV show, then it's just continuing and continuing. It's this, okay, I'm going to dedicate my next two hours to this movie. And I usually make it one that is going to probably make me cry so that I can just like 
release any emotions up inside of me because I'm an emotional person. And so how do I recharge? Because in order to recharge, then you're able to think clearly and be confident and put yourself out there. Because if I'm not recharged, I'm running myself so thin, I get irritable, I get crabby, I am not doing things that I want, that I should be doing, setting time aside to recharge. Some of that, it could be people go getting their nails done, which I cannot wait to go do. That it can be recharging. Reading a book, spending time alone. Sometimes people who spend too much time alone, going and spending time with a friend could be helpful to recharge because I also recharge that way. I get energy from other people. And so if you're one of those people that maybe spends a lot of time alone, maybe schedule some time to go hang out with those friends so that you can recharge that social aspect inside. And so then it gets you more excited to do something that is outside of your comfort zone. When it comes to recharging, it also falls under like self-care. And so what does self-care look like for you? How do you feel good about yourself? What do you do that makes you feel good? Is that doing a face mask? Is that going and trying a new food? Is that hanging out with your family? Is that going to the movie is? I actually really want to go to the movies. I just told my friend I want to go to $5 Tuesday. I think every single week you should make these goals. What am I doing to contribute to my health? How, do, how, how am I going to recharge this week? What is my form of self-care? What is my one thing I'm going to do this week as my self-care? But making sure that we are meeting these goals each week. And they can be small. Make them obtainable. And then I also put in there, who do you surround yourself with? Are the people that you surround yourself with also supporting you and fueling your body, making you feel good? How are they supporting you? Are you supporting them? Is it positive energy? Do you feel joy when you're around them or do you feel anxious? Because that's a huge factor of taking care of yourself as well, is about the people that are in your village. If you're surrounded by people who are toxic and only going to bring you down, how on earth can you do things outside of your comfort zone? How can you show up for yourself? How can you show up for other people when the people around you are stomping all over you and are just giving you toxic, toxic energy? And so... That quote, you are the people you surround yourself with, you will start to adapt to their behaviors and then you're not going to be accomplishing any of your goals. Surround yourself with people who lift you up, who support you, you support them. It is an equal relationship. They're doing cool shit that makes you want to do cool shit. They also say that... Surround yourself with people who mention your your name positively when you're not in the room. Like my friend Danielle, she has a really cool candle business. You guys should follow her on D White Candle Co. She is on my Instagram page. She has an amazing candle business. I don't buy any other candles but hers now. And they're soy wax. Prime example. 
promoting people when it has no benefit to you and when they promote you and it has no benefit to them. Watching other people succeed helps you succeed. Being around people that inspire you and support you through your goals is a huge, huge example. Is a huge, huge factor to everything with the self-care, the recharging, the health. It's a whole package. We cannot apply for that new job. We cannot be in a healthy relationship. We cannot be a good friend. We cannot be a good family member if we're not being good to ourselves. So in order to accomplish all of those things, we have to start with ourselves. Truly, get a journal. I think everyone should start journaling as well. It really helps you put your thoughts onto paper to look at the bigger picture. I'm a visual person, so I need to put my thoughts onto paper when I'm feeling anxious, when I want to do something that I'm scared to do. I have to visualize it and see it. And don't be so hard on yourself. You truly, in the end, are your only, you're your number one fan. You're the only one who's going to get you to where you want to be. So you have to take care of yourself. One prime example of what I've done to seek the uncomfortable to continue to grow is putting myself out there and gaining confidence and knowing that there's always another option. So when I was in New York a couple years ago, my I was visiting my friend Gabrielle and she had to work one of the days that I was visiting and I told her I was just going to sit in her apartment. And she was like, no, you're not. And I was like, yes, I am. I was like, there's no way in hell I'm walking around New York by myself. I was like, I don't know how to take the subway. I am not going to be Ubering all over the city. And she was like, you can do this. You will be okay. And she gave me a pep talk and was just like, you can always call me. You can always text me. You can always, if you have to, get lost, take an Uber. You have my address. You have my keys. Like, let's break this down. And she showed me how to take the tra- the subway station. She showed me how to do everything. And you guys, I'm not kidding. My heart was racing. Like, I was, like, having a full-blown panic attack. And I did it. I did it. I even got lost on the subway, asked somebody for directions, figured my way out. I walked around Central Park. I went to the 9-11 exhibit. I went to a cycling class by myself in New York. I went and got food by myself and then I had to ask suitable strangers to take my photos. That was part of the fun was figuring out who I was going to ask to take my photo for the day. And when I was done, Gabby literally was so proud of me. I was so proud of me. My mom was so proud of me. She was like, you did what? And I was like, yeah, I know. I leveled up today. I faced my fears. And the reason why I was so scared is because I was feeling like I wasn't in control Like I mentioned previously, fear comes from us not feeling in control. I was in control the entire day of the whole situation. And I'm not kidding, after that moment, 
I felt like I could do anything, to be honest, because I was just like, if I just navigated New York by myself and I've never done that before, I can do anything. And for example, when it comes to dating, I ask questions that I want to ask. I put myself out there. I tell people what exactly what I'm looking for. And if you can't handle that, then that's not for you. I'm not for you. You're not for me. I think a lot of us, when it comes to dating, there's these games. Oh, you can't show them that you're tool available. You can't do this. You can't do that. And it's like, I'm so sick of the game. Can we just change the game and just make it easy and communicate? That's what it comes down to is communication. And that's why dating can be so scary because people are afraid to say the wrong thing. They're afraid to address something. They're afraid to ask someone to hang out because they're going to feel too clingy. And it's like, no, if you just authentically approach it, give it your all, show people who you are, that's all you can ask for. And if it doesn't work out, that's not on you. And just going up to people. Don't be afraid to go up to people. If you see someone cute, go say hi. I am still working on this. I default to a little bit of liquid courage to go up to people. But once I have liquid courage, I have no problem. So my area that I'm working on is going up to people without the liqueur. Because I get I get anxious, Annie, but I I am trying. I'm working on it. My friend at work is trying to help me too. It's like the fear of rejection in that moment because you don't want it to be awkward. But again, it's like you choose how you feel. You don't have to choose to feel awkward. You can just choose to feel empowered. Like, wow, I just did that. Good for me. Yeah, it didn't really go the way I planned. Oh, well, that was easy. I'll do it again. And so approaching things with an open mindset and knowing that you choose exactly how you feel in that moment. You do not have to choose the feeling of awkward, empowered, choose to be empowered. And with foods, so trying new foods. So go to a, go to a restaurant, go to your favorite restaurant and get something else. Try to get something else. And I do know sometimes we get disappointed because it's not our usual But that's the whole point is expanding your horizons. And you know what? If you don't like it, then spend a little bit more money and get the thing that you wanted to in the first place. But at least you can say you tried. For instance, I tried sushi. I have to tell you guys a funny story. I was on a West Coast trip with two of my best friends um, two summers ago. And they wanted sushi and they got this boat of raw fish and it was exposure therapy exposure therapy for me watching and listening them put the stuff in their mouth was and me not trying to be rude and like saying like ew that's nasty I just sat there and I they would they were making fun of me because my eyeballs speak for me and like they were just like oh my god Nicole the way you're looking at us right now is hilarious and I was just like nope this is great I'm just watching you guys eat this is good like we're fine So fish is still an area that I don't think I really like, but I have tried it. And so baby steps, that is also a huge factor with all of this that I'm trying to talk about is baby steps. You don't have to see the finish line. You just have to see the next step ahead of you. Figure out what small goals you can do to show up for yourself and put yourself out there and get to the end goal. What can I do this week that is going to contribute to my 
my end goal? How can I contribute to myself? And then what can I do to do something that is out of my comfort zone? Like when was the last time you did something for the first time? And so I haven't actually done something for the first time in a while and I actually want to go to a pottery class. I want to go to a salsa dancing class. I, I want to try a bunch of new things in the city and so it's on my list of things to do. February just is very busy for me with a lot of birthdays. But that's on my list. I'm going to go salsa dancing. I'm going to go to a pottery class. I love going to new art museums. My friend and I were just in Chicago and we went to the Culture Museum, which was really cool. Neither of us have ever been there. Then we just roamed around and we didn't even use a map. We just were like left or right, just figuring out what was going to pop up and try things. And so that's also really fun too, to just like not always follow the path. Go somewhere without a plan and see how it goes. Because I think sometimes we focus so much on the planning that we lose sight of just enjoying the moment. And so a big part about putting yourself out there is not planning for it and just getting after it. Same with for literally going up to guys. I get in my head and I think about all the things that might go wrong, but instead I just need to stand up, go up, say something, and see how it goes instead of analyzing the whole situation and then the situation never even happens. And so even today, moving forward, I'm going to journal. What am I doing to contribute to my health? How am I recharging this week? Who am I surrounding myself with this week? And what am I going to do for some self-care? And then I'm going to try something new every week. And it might be small. It might be starting with food. But I think what I'm going to do is go to the grocery store. And every week when I go grocery shopping, I'm going to put something new in my cart. And then when it comes to dating, trying different communication, different ways of expressing myself. And when it comes to social media, trying new things on there. Also, that's another thing that I want to mention before I end here. Make sure on social media you're following people that make you feel good, that make you want to go after your goals, that make you want to achieve success. If you're following people that make you feel shitty about yourself, you're comparing yourself to them, don't follow them. There's no point. There's no reason. I went through and unfollowed so many people because it's just like I only follow things that bring me joy and make me feel good. I, I follow a lot of inspirational pages so that every day when I do go on my phone, most of the time the first thing that pops up is an affirmation. Love affirmations. Highly recommend saying an affirmation every day. It really helps you open your mind and approaching the day with a good mindset. And so I hope this was helpful. I hope you guys all can get a cool journal and journal it. It is not silly. Men and women can both do it. There is a huge benefit to writing things down. And actually, I think men should journal more. I feel like they have a lot of pent up emotions. But so next time I come on here by myself, 
I will go over exactly the things that I did for recharging, getting after it, something I did uncomfortable, self-care. I'll share it all with you guys. And I'm really, really, really excited. Next week, I have my friend Hannah as a guest, and we are going to talk about dating and the ins and outs of all of it. It is the longest episode I've ever recorded because me and her just could not stop talking and it's just it's really good information and we just had a good time with it and so tune in next week to hear our sides on being single in 2022 and if you like what you hear please like and subscribe on apple Podcasts and spotify please follow me on instagram at the lady in pink podcast i am going to be doing a giveaway here soon with the candles that I mentioned earlier so that I can expand my audience. And I also have two new sponsors that I'm really excited to talk about here shortly. And yeah, that's a wrap. I challenge you guys to take care of yourselves this week and let me know how it goes. And I will see you guys next Tuesday.